Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome to the Always 100 podcast. We are live on a Tuesday night on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com. And we're always on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by searching Always 100 Podcasts. Uh, we got a great show for you guys this week on a Tuesday. Short show, eight games to look at, including two on the Thanksgiving slate of games. And then we got six on the Sunday side. It's going to be a great weekend of sports for college and pro sports. And it's going to be great to have you along for the ride. And happy Thanksgiving to you and yours for the Always 100 podcast. Uh, Before I bring in my co-host, because my laptop just decided to start over, like just, yeah, I mean, just decided to restart right as the show was going. Um, Couple things. I mean, last week, it was good to see the Patriots pick up the win against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Uh, Definitely uh, a sloppy game. Definitely got to get better, and we'll, we'll talk more in depth about the New England Patriots uh, when they uh, when we look at the game against the Houston Texans Sunday night. Uh, it was a really good win. Our defense is playing unbelievable again to hold that offense to what um, to what we held it to is pretty impressive. But what's also something that we have to say, man, the officiating, dude. The the, the Officiating again has once again taken over the sports world after every single week in the NFL. We once again have to look at um, an official making a big blunder. And the latest one came in my game that I'm mentioning, the New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys last week when the Cowboys were, I mean, to say, to say the Cowboys were screwed massively uh, would probably be an understatement, as Mom would probably tell you, when uh, when she she gets brought on. Um, the trip, the tripping calls were absolutely unbelievable. It, 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 the the Russ has got to get their acts together, man. We're getting we're getting down to the stretch run here. These games, every game for these playoff teams, are starting to matter. And when you make calls like that. You cost people games. You may cost people their seasons. And let's be honest, we we as the fans, you know, me, my uncle Trevor, and millions of people watching around the world, refs do not come to watch these games every Sunday to come see you screw the game up. You know that that that's that's something that needs to be said. And I haven't done a rant on the refereeing since um, week two, since the Rams the Rams Saints game when they totally shafted the Saints again and you know the and ironically the Saints got a PI call called against them that may or may not have been PI. So I mean the the officiating has gotta get better. It, it, because they I, I feel like one of some one of our teams as we're we're bringing Mom and Uncle Trevor now. How how you guys doing? Doing good. How are you Q? Hey, what's going on, doing, Uncle Trevor? Doing, doing good. All right. So, sorry for yeah, sorry for the delay. I mean, my my computer decided to just start over, like for no apparent reason. So I don't really know what that was. But 
Uh, we're on. So, yeah, bottom line, guys, the officiating took center stage as Mom will give you the floor now. Uh, some some of your recap from last week before we get into uh, the eight very important games this weekend. So your thoughts from last week, Mom? I mean, the only game I was really seriously interested in, of course, was Dallas and New England. And I'm actually just happy Dallas didn't get blown out like I thought that they might. Uh, it was a close game. It was a winnable game. You know, the tripping penalty, you know, we can talk about all that in a little bit. But that was really my focus. Um, but then you have these this outlier game last night with the Rams and the Ravens. And I'm like, wow, Lamar Jackson in the house. So, you know, he's a focal point uh, for me here on out because I really need to, to see how he's going to fare against your team, Quinn. And I also thought it was interesting watching just a, a little bit of how the 49ers dominated Green Bay. Of course, that brought, you know, tears to my eyes, tears of joy. Uh, so those are the three things that I just really focused on for this, this past week of football. All right, Uncle Trevor, do you have any uh... – any any recap from last week? Anything that caught your eye? Um, so if you got anything to say about that, uh, let, let's hear it. Eh, I mean, no no real surprises. I'm surprised that, that Dallas didn't get blown out. The defense played better than I've seen them play. So the Dallas offense didn't do as much. I guess you're, I guess you can blame it on the weather. I I, I don't know. I I, I don't know Dallas. I don't know. They have some issues. I guess the defense, offense plays well, defense doesn't. Defense plays bad, the offense plays good. They got to figure out how to play a complete game on both sides of the ball. And um, other than that, there weren't many surprises. 49ers were at home. So that's why I would carry them to that victory. That probably wouldn't have happened in Green Bay. So, And, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore's offensive line, Baltimore's line play is very dominating. Everyone's talking about Lamar Jackson, and he's a lot improved. But, you know, if you watch the line play, there were several pancakes for the Rams' defensive line. When the offensive line is that dominant, you can run the ball like Baltimore's running the ball. You know, then you're going to win most of your games. I mean, you know, Jackson had, what, 200 yards passing and five touchdowns. That tells me that tells you that most of the day we're running the ball like crazy on the Rams. So, and the defense is you know, the defense is really doing better with I guess Marcus Peters at trade. So Baltimore is looking dominant, but I still wouldn't put them ahead of New England. And so New England loses, New England has home field and it's gonna be hard for anybody to go up there and beat them. I mean, all I'll add to that is, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard, and and honestly, Lamar's going to have a unbelievable task ahead of him to go up there to our house and beat and beat us in our building. But um, if there's one team that can and has done it before, the Baltimore Ravens are that team. Uh, so, I mean, that's really all I got to say about that. The Patriots can't afford to be losing games to, you know, 
you can't you, you got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Um, and, and I'm just I'm just gonna say this: if we can't score more than 13 points, I, I'm sorry. I just don't know how how many times the defense can show up each and every week and hold a team to, to hold a team to nine points. You know, that's just that's just something that doesn't really happen all that often. So, you know, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll get into more detail about the Patriots and what, what my feelings are during the game preview segment. But, you know, it's Tuesday night. It's Thanksgiving week. We're thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful to, to you two for being gracious co-hosts for me uh, this entire season. Um, it's been very cool to do this show with you guys. Um, and build this brand up, and I appreciate it greatly more than you guys will ever know. So that's what I'm thankful for. But we're also thankful for three games of football Thursday night, Thursday morning, and late afternoon especially. So let's get into that. It's time for the game preview segment live on the Always 100 podcast. And we're going to start with the Thanksgiving week games. And we decided not to talk about Chicago and Detroit uh, because thank you, because it's Chicago and Detroit. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> there's there's really not much to talk about uh, from that standpoint. But the games we are going to talk about, we're going to start in Atlanta, actually, because I want Mom to, you know, get her thoughts together on Dallas before she unleashes on them. So we'll start in Atlanta. We'll go to Uncle Trevor here. Uh, I'm not giving the point spreads or anything because this that spread will change come Thursday morning. Uh, so New Orleans and Atlanta, Uncle Trevor, 8:20 on NBC. Uh, I think it's Al, Christian, Michelle on the call. Uh, what are your thoughts on New Orleans at Atlanta on Thursday night? I mean, normally you would say New Orleans without even thinking, but New Orleans. Struggle. They lost Atlanta. Atlanta came in their building and beat, beat them down. Then last week, Carolina took them to the final play of the game. But look, Carolina's probably better than Atlanta. Um, I don't know right now. I don't know what they think. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in New Orleans and their um, what's going on in the last two or three weeks. So I, I, it's, it's really hard. To, um, I mean, you would think New Orleans is going to win. That's what I'm going to pick. But I'm not sure really what's going on with them. They look like they're they're going in the opposite direction of the playoffs approach. Ever since Drew Brees has come back, I don't know how they they haven't looked. They look so so. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but I can't really pick Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, one week Atlanta beats New Orleans in their home field, then they lose to Tampa Bay on their home or at in the dome. So you, you have no idea what they're going to do. And basically, this season's over anyway. So the inclination would be that they're going to quit. But who knows? They might, they might surprise us again. But I got New Orleans for the, for the, um, for the win. All right, Mom, pick it up from there. New Orleans and Atlanta. Well, as far as New Orleans is concerned, um, maybe because Breeze is back, the players are kind of stepping back into the, well, let's let uh, Drew Brees take over and dominate. And when he's not at his best, they're not necessarily picking up the slack to help him out. So 
but they did do that with Teddy Bridgewater. So maybe there's some kind of division there, Trev, that might potentially explain it. The other thing I saw, too, last week was uh, a couple of plays, Cam Jordan, I forgot who the other defensive guy was, when they were going to try and um, punch the ball out, they were literally punching uh, Carolina's players. I mean, they were you know, doing stuff that was uh, stuff that Greg Williams, I think, would <laughs> be proud of uh, to the Carolina players. And it's just totally uncalled for. So they might have a lot of frustration going on. Who knows what's happening in that building? But um, I, I don't think that they are as dominant as they once were. Um, and Atlanta, as far as they're concerned, uh, I think at this point they're just going to play spoiler. Yeah, they, they lost to Tampa Bay, which, you know, I, I don't understand that. But um, I think they're going to really try and spoil New Orleans, you know, ascension into the playoffs because they're a hated division rival. And they're going to say, you know what, you might go to the playoffs, but we're going to, you know, beat you, beat you down first. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a slugfest, and you're not going to know who's going to really come out on top. I mean, stats would say that New Orleans is the better team and they should win, but, you know, it's, it's a coin flip at this, at this point um, because, as you mentioned, Trev, Carolina took New Orleans down to the last play, and you wouldn't have thought that that would happen because Carolina's been playing so crappy the last few weeks. So I don't know. Um, I will probably pick New Orleans, but uh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta did pull it out. Well, you know, I, I could tell you who's winning the slugfest between me and my computer, um, if you want some humor. <laughs> and guess what? It, it ain't me. Second time second time in the first 15 minutes of the show, the thing just decided to – it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, we're just collecting some – error we're collecting some error info when we start your computer for you and i'm like well what happened like i don't know what's going on so uh computer two me zero so there's that now back to the game uh i think new Orleans is fixing to beat the brakes off atlanta honestly I kind of feel like New Orleans is going to go, go in there because it's Atlanta and just want to just – I mean, it's going to be a tour de force. You know, they went they went into Tampa Bay, and uh, Tampa Bay kept it close with them in New Orleans. They could have won the game, and it came down to, like, the final minutes of the game, and then Jameis probably did a Jameis thing, which is probably throw the ball to the wrong team at the most inopportune time. You know, it's probably that's what Jameis Winston does. But um, you know, they they went New Orleans went to Tampa Bay and then beat the brakes off them, and it uh, it was thirty five fourteen, and it wasn't really that close. I think we're fixing to see the same thing um, uh, Thursday night in Atlanta. Um, Matt Ryan, I mean Matt Ryan versus Drew Brees, honestly, should always be a primetime game, but Atlanta is. So terrible that you know Atlanta is. Atlanta is just really not very good defensively. The Saints have other problems, and the chief problem that they have is you know they throw to Michael Thomas a lot. Um, and it, you guys might be listening to that and saying, 
well, why is that a problem? Well, because yeah. Michael Thomas has 84, I think 84 catches for like over 1,200 yards and about, 13, about 12 or 13 touchdowns. The guy is playing. The guy is living up to his contract. People can't guard Mike. That's his Twitter handle, and he's living up to his end of the bargain. But the reason why that's a problem is Alvin Kamara is the next leading receiver on the Saints, and he missed games, and he's a running back. That's the problem. Drew Brees has one target, and if you take away that one target, I'm not really sure how exactly New Orleans is going to get the ball down the field. So that could be an issue there. The bottom line, New Orleans is better. They are fighting for a number one seed. Sean Payton was not real happy with New York because he, because he talked about that pass interference rule again. And he says, yeah, this ain't what we discussed. What, what y'all doing here is not what we discussed in New York City over the offseason. And I don't like it. So, Sean Payton's got a grudge. The Saints are fighting for a number one seed in the NFC Conference. They will play with the urgency that this game deserves, and they will go into Atlanta, a place where they are hated, and they will beat the brakes off the Falcons because the Falcons are terrible. That's why. Anything else on this game? Yes? No, I think we're good. No. I think we're good. All right, so we all – have New Orleans uh, for this game. Hey, Mom, get, get your windpipes ready. Start conjuring up all the bad things you want to say about Jason Garrett because it's that time of the show to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They're playing the Buffalo Bills Thursday. Um, I think the last time I saw it, the spread was six and a half, but Thursday morning I'll write the official spread, but Cowboys are were favored by a touchdown. Uh, the over-under is 46. So, Bob, you know what time it is. It's a stretch run. It's all in front of you here. You're playing the Buffalo Bills Thursday late afternoon at 4.30 on CBS. The floor is yours. Talk about your Cowboys and what, what we're going to see Thursday. You know, I was really hoping that we would have come off a win in New England which we could have won that game. Let's let's be honest about that. Uh, neither team was dominating. Dallas, though, they made the uh, fatal mistakes in that game, and that's what ended up being the difference. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was a stupid referee. That was the difference. How in the heck do you call tripping? Not once, but twice. Phantom tripping calls that stopped us from you know, matriculating down the field to potentially the game-winning touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter especially. Uh, I, I just – I was just so upset. But then I said, you know what, why am I upset? They're not putting any money in my pocket. They don't know who I am. Why am I getting so upset? You know, yes, I would like Dallas to move on and all that, but there's just so much dysfunction. There's so much underachieving. You know, Trev mentioned it earlier. You know, offense plays well, defense doesn't. When can there be a time when both sides decide they want to play well at the same time? You know, it's just it's too much of a an emotional roller coaster, you know, watching this team this year. And, you know, Trev asked me why I wasn't, you know, so upset afterwards. 
And I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. We didn't get blown out. You know, the refs stuck their nose in where they didn't need to. But honestly, it should never come down to two phantom calls as the reason why you lose a game. For me, I always want Dallas to blow everybody out. I don't want it to be close. I don't like nail biters. Okay, so I, I don't like that kind of game. Dallas should not want to be in a position where, you know, every week it's coming down to the wire. Get out there, handle your business, have enough of a cushion that you don't have to worry about stupid tripping calls uh, derailing your win for the week. So all that said, I told this to Quinn, I do believe Jason Garrett already knows that he's gone. I think part of it was back when he got really irate and he threw, he cussed at the ref and threw the red challenge flag down. I think at that point he knew he was about to get run out of there. And I, I believe that at some point within the last week or two, he was already told he was not going to have his contract renewed. That's why he's just been very somber on the sideline. Now, if, if Dallas goes ahead and they get to the playoffs and they make a Super Bowl run and they just happen to win a Super Bowl, that's a great walk-off win for him. But after this year, he will not be back in Dallas. And if you listen to Jerry Jones and what he said this week, he, I, I'm positive he's already told Garrett he's not coming back. So, and I also think that the special teams coach will probably get fired after the Buffalo game. So I think there's a lot of uh, inner turmoil going on. Now, whether or not the players come together finally and say, oh, well, let's, you know, make a run for, you know, Garrett. I don't know if he's got that kind of cachet with his team. If they do it, it's going to be because, you know, they, they know they have a Super Bowl caliber team and they'll finally get it together and make a run. I mean, it's, it's, it's still very possible they could make a run to the Super Bowl. It's highly unlikely, though. And it has to start, though, if they're going to do it, with beating Buffalo which is not going to be an easy task this week. So um, Dallas needs to win. They need to keep winning in order to make it to the playoffs. Philly has to keep being bad, so Dallas can make it to the playoffs. But you don't want to rely on that. Dallas just needs to go and handle their business and actually have a good game plan and, you know, make the changes, make, make the adjustments that need to be made. There are going to be some that are going to be needed because Buffalo has a really good defense. Our offense is going to have to be able to keep up with that and not want to have to be bailed out by our defense, which is, you know, some games are good, some games are just abysmal. So, anyway, I'm done my rant. Uh, of course, I always want Dallas to win, but, you know, if they don't, you know, I, 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 I'm moving on. So that's all I have. Wow. That was, that was a lot. That's a lot to unpack. Um, Uncle Trevor, what, what, what are your thoughts here on uh, Thursday in Dallas? Buffalo's coming to town to face the Cowboys. Um, well, first, I don't know why Vegas has Dallas as a seven-point favorite when Dallas is six and five and Buffalo's eight and three. Uh, I think the odds may have it flipped backwards. They, for some reason, don't believe in Buffalo's record. And for some reason, they ain't Dallas is better than what they, their record is. So I, I, I first, I don't know where they're, they're coming from with that because Dallas ain't beat a winning team yet this year. So I guess Vegas thinks they're going to do it. Now, it's a short week, short week on the road for Buffalo. Normally, that's going to hurt, hurt the road team. But I, 
Dallas' defense played better than what I figured they would last week. But I, I don't think you can count that happened two weeks in a row. I mean, this could this could be the Cole Beasley revenge week. He might his odds might light up and want to get revenge on Dallas for letting him go, or maybe he left. No, he. I think he I let him go. Yeah, this could be, this could be he he had this game marked in the calendar. Eyes lighting oh, up, foaming at sure the mouth, foaming at the mouth, throwing darts at Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones. <laughs> Going to come out in a vengeance. And you know Josh Allen, I don't I don't think much of him as a quarterback, but I don't think much of the Dallas defense either. So it's, it's kind of a wash. I still don't know what happened last week with Dallas defense. They they I don't know how they did it. So and they I guess they might do it two weeks in a row. I I mean who knows? Buffalo's offense isn't that good, but their defense is. And Dallas didn't score a touchdown last week. I guess a good defense, and that did not surprise me. Buffalo is going to be in Prescott's face as well. And, I mean, right now, I'm looking at Buffalo being the favorite. And basically, basically Dallas is in turmoil. Basically, the coach, the owners with the coaching staff, a new one to the national media. That's not really going to help <laughs> their morale much this week because they know all of them might be gone by the end of the year. They're six and five. They blew a shot to get some distance between them and and um, Philly. They lost the game to Minnesota. They shouldn't have lost. Lost to the Jets. They shouldn't have lost. And the New England game. I mean, they had chances to score, and they came up with field goals. Uh, right now, I got Buffalo winning. I, I just I have no faith in Dallas in this current team. They need to. They need a makeover. Huh. All right. Uh, both both of you guys made really good points. Uh, the great thing is the Cowboys play in the NFC East. The bad thing is, well, Mom, not to make you feel worse, but quite honestly, the Cowboys probably should have won this division four weeks ago. Let's be honest here. The Eagles stink. They don't, the receiving core stinks. Their defense actually, n- notice, Bob, we, we haven't been – having fun at the expense of the Eagles secondary for a long time because they, <laughs> they, they've actually turned around and actually played complimentary football and actually looked good doing so. So we got to give credit where credit is due from that standpoint. Um, but we could also just also say that, yes, the Cowboys are in major turmoil, but let's be honest. Uh, Jason Garrett, I mean, I, I don't, I don't dislike the guy, but if the Cowboys want to get anywhere, Jason Garrett's not the coach. Like Jason Witten just said, just said uh, this today. You know, he was asked about Jerry Jones's comments, and Jason Garrett, uh, Jason Witten was like, "Yes, yeah, it's completely fair. We're not, yeah, we're not playing up to where we should be. You know, we're we're a really talented team. We're six and five, and we're holding off for dear life in the NFC East." and we're losing the teams we shouldn't lose to. And I think the Minnesota game was simply because of because of coaching, I, I, for sure, on the final drive. I, I still am trying to figure that one out, why why you decided your quarterback stole for 400 yards, why you decided to, you know, not, not run the ball in the second down play. I understood that. 
is you got because you want to melt the clock. But the third down play, why you thought that was a good idea to run and have Zeke lose five yards was incredibly stupid on, on, on the Dallas Cowboys part. And that's that's the problem with this team. Okay, you know, that the, the, we, the Cowboys are on TV a lot. They're going to get scrutinized a lot. Everybody knows that. But let, let, let's, let's talk about the other side for a second. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills can't score very much. But, boy, they're going to hold you from scoring a lot unless you're the Eagles. I mean, that, that's the only game where Buffalo really didn't do a good job of holding the team down. And to be honest with you, they did. They were doing a good job. I think the Eagles only had about had about thirteen points, and then they they ran off a couple big plays there, and it was thirty-one thirteen. Then the score got out of hand there. But Buffalo's defense is really good. They can run the football a little bit with Frank Gore, who is number three on the all-time rushing list, which is amazing. Amazing. Like Frank Gore is. Like who saw that number three? Nobody. Frank Gore passed Barry Sanders for number three all time. That's that's incredible. So they can run the ball. John, hey, Mom, your favorite John Brown. John Brown plays for them. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beasley play. Beasley's got this game circled. So I mean, yeah, if the Cowboys don't rally up and get and get this deal done. The Buffalo Bills can certainly come into Dallas and beat them. And and truthfully, I'm actually doubly rooting for the Cowboys because yeah, while the Patriots are ten and one, Buffalo's keep Buffalo keeps winning. So I mean, the Patriots can't really afford to lose not only for home field advantage sake, but yeah, since Buffalo's eight and three, the AFC East is not exactly eh, it's not exactly a lock just yet. We haven't, we haven't quite sewn that thing up either. So, you know, hey, give Buffalo credit. I mean, I, I don't think they're a very good team. Um, but, hey, you, you are what your record says you are as a one famous coach that mom thoroughly loves. One, one famous coach coined that phrase, and I wonder who that is. But um, Buffalo's 8-3, and three and – Josh Allen can come in there and not turn the football over. If he, if he can do that, Buffalo can definitely make this a game, and it's going to be a lot closer than any Cowboy fan really wants it to be on Thursday. And, you know, everybody's been talking about the Cowboys' schedule, and it's very important to, to point out, yeah, you got Buffalo on Thursday. Next Thursday night, you're going to the Chicago Bears. I understand Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback. I understand their offense stinks. I understand that. But it's still Soldier Field. It's still Chicago. And it's going to be freezing cold. Like, yeah, not an easy place to play. You're going to beat the Rams because the Rams, I mean, I mean, what the hell are we supposed to do with 45 to 6? Does anybody have any idea what we're supposed to do with that? I mean, so that there's the Rams. There's the Rams right there. You're going to beat the Rams, and then it comes down to the Eagles because I think you'll beat the Redskins Week 17. But hey, I, I I'm predicting the Cowboys will be eight and five uh, by uh, Week 15, December 8th. Uh, I, I feel the Cowboys are going to get it done. It ain't going to be easy, 
But you know what? If you want to get this done and you want to just show what the Cowboys could be, the Cowboys get out here on national television, stomp out the Buffalo Bills for mom's sake, my sake, for you know the AFC East sake, and the Patriots' sake as well, and Dallas gets it done. Um, I think it'll be close. Er, but you know, I think probably Cowboys by, you know, four or five maybe. But hey, a win is a win. It doesn't matter how much you win by. So uh, that, those are my thoughts. Mom, you got anything to add on that? Nope. I think we just need to have them play, and we need to move on to the next game to analyze. Because yeah, can't do anything game. from okay. here. Yep. Nope, can't do anything from here, but we will all be watching at 4.30 on CBS this Thursday afternoon. So that takes care of the Thanksgiving games, and we'll take a break to tell you that you're listening live to the Always 100 podcast, live on Blog Talk Radio on blogtalkradio.com. Calling number's always there for you at 347-857-4368. Also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, by searching Always 100 Podcasts. We're alive on, a, on 48 hours away from Thanksgiving, and we from the Always 100 Podcast wish you and yours a happy Thanksgiving and safe travels to your location. All right, here we go. Sunday, we got six other games. We got the two on Thanksgiving. Then we got the six other games that we decided here. Uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis, um, Oakland and Kansas City, that, that's a 4 o'clock game. It's not a 1 o'clock game. Uh, Baltimore and San Fran, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and I, I can't wait to give Uncle Trevor the floor on that one. The Patriots facing the Houston Texans Sunday night, and then Monday night, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings in Seattle to face the Seahawks Monday night. Um, so another Fantastic Monday night game uh, this week. So we're going to start. I think we'll start with Tennessee and Indianapolis because we can go through that real quick. I'll start here and just say that, I don't know, Indianapolis lost to Houston. They, I, I can't get a good read on Indianapolis. They can run the ball down people's throats. They got a great offensive line. Their defense is okay. T.Y. Hilton's always hurt. Jacoby Brissett is hurt. I, I don't. I can't get a read on them. Uh, Tennessee. Say, hey, hey. Well, I, I think between him, Ryan, between Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they should just run run the Colts to death. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I don't really have a good read on this. I mean, Derrick Derrick Henry. I mean, if you get Derrick Henry in space, he'll just stiff arm you all the way down the field like he did those Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> defenders last Sunday. Yeah, it made uh, him look real they, bad. I mean, 42-20. to 20. Uh, Tennessee can win this division, man. I, I think the Houston Texans really kind of took care of the Colts, I think. But Tennessee can win this division. So I think Tennessee wants this game more – but it's at Indy, and Tennessee hasn't won in Indianapolis in a really long time. Uh, it's Tuesday. I- I'll lean toward Indianapolis, but 
this this is a three point game any way you slice it. Um, I'm leaning toward Indianapolis. Uh, Uncle Trevor, what do you think? Uh, actually, the Colts. I mean, they're not finished you know, at all, really. I mean, both them and Houston are three and one in division. The Colts are one game behind. Colts got a home game against you know an average Tennessee team, while Houston has to go play New England up in New England, probably in cold weather or whatever. A dome mm. team. No, that game. That No, that game's in Texas. No, no, no. Oh, oh that game's in it? Texas. It's it's oh, a game in Texas. Yep, it's in Texas. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay, well, Houston yeah, has a better chance. Yeah. yeah. But still, New England's going to be favored because of their defense. But the Colts are only one game behind Houston. Houston's going to lose again. There's no doubt. Houston, I mean, actually, I guess Deshaun Watson probably fumbled that ball last week. And they, I'm not sure who recovered it, but they didn't review it. But in the fourth, on the final two minutes, he fumbled that ball. And, Ref missed that one as well. But um, the Colts are at home, so that's, that's probably the only reason I would favor them. Feels like it's a, a physical matchup. Both these teams are very physical. And it seems like when they play one another, recently the Colts have been dominating Tennessee. Colts seem like they're more, they're more physical than Tennessee. They beat Tennessee at their own game. So... I think it's going to be a close game, but I think as long as the Colts don't turn the ball over, they should be able to win. Home, home field, home field edge here for, for the Colts. All right, I'll pick it up from there. Colts, uh, Colts, Titans. Sorry, oh, I couldn't talk. Colts, Titans. Pick it up. You know, I'm wondering with the switch at quarterback from Mariota to Tannehill, if that's just a spark that the Titans needed in order to make a run. Because I think the Tennessee's been looking pretty good these last few weeks, actually. Um, and, of course, I'm a little biased as Derrick Henry's on my fantasy team. But they, the offense does seem to have um, some spunk now that they may not have had under Mariota. Because he just seemed like he was just too flat, too even. But Tannehill has a lot of energy behind him. He's finally – potentially getting it to his own as a quarterback. I mean, did you see that run that he made for a touchdown? I mean, he could have gotten hurt again, but he, he went for it. So that's, I think, what they needed as far as the offense. Um, the defense for Tennessee, I'm not really sure how good they are, uh, just because I haven't really studied them that often or that much. Um, so I'm really look, focused more on the offense. Um, and as far as the Colts are concerned, to me, they're a coin flip. I just never know what I'm going to see out of them. You know, just when I think, okay, the Colts are in it, they're going to, you know, they're going to wrap up the division, then they lay an egg. So I don't know what they're going to do this week. So all that said, um, I'm actually thinking that the the curse is over, the Titans are going to come in to Indy, and I think they're going to take this win this week. Well. I, I don't know. I think for me, it's it's just a this is a classic toss up for me. I, I just I, I can't get a good read on either one of these teams. I I think, like I said, I mean Tennessee can run the Tennessee can run the ball. Marlon Mack not being there uh, didn't seem to bother them, but 
the Houston Texans defense is just really, really bad. So, I mean, especially against the run. I mean, they, they allowed, I mean, they allowed 4.5 yards of carry on 36 carries. I mean, that's just, that, that ain't going to get it done. I just not, I'm sorry. So, um, it's going to be a good game. I just, I, I'll give, I don't know what the spread is right now because we're, we're used to doing this on Thursday, but, uh, you know, I, I'll lean toward India, like I said before. But uh, let's move on to the next game here. Um, we'll, go, we'll go to Oakland and Kansas. Well, uh, now the only other 1 o'clock game, actually, is San Francisco and Baltimore, which is just an enormous game. Uh, Bob, you, you're becoming a big fan of Lamar Jackson, as am I. Uh, you take it here. Baltimore and San Francisco this Sunday from M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Your thoughts? So, Lamar Jackson offense, along with Mark Ingram versus Nick Bosa and the 49ers defense, along with Nick um, Richard Sherman. Who is going to win? That is the question. So, you know, I, I'm actually always pretty much been a fan of the Ravens. So I would like to see Lamar Jackson and the crew do well. And also, too, I, I want to point this out. I, I told this to you earlier, Quinn. Um, I heard that Lamar Jackson said it was hard for him to make the switch from the college football size ball to the NFL size ball last year, which would account for why he just looked so abysmal throwing the ball because he didn't, he wasn't able to, to grip it properly to make the proper throws. Now when you see his throws, I mean, they are sweet looking. I mean, spirals, I mean, just pretty balls he's throwing. And he's got confidence now, which he didn't really have last year. And I know some people on this call have been getting on Lamar Jackson, not going to name any names, Trev, but I'm glad to see that Lamar is coming to his own. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how he'll do against a pretty stout 49ers defense. I think he's got enough along with Ingram and, and those guys to beat down the 49ers defense. And I believe that the, the Ravens defense has enough to keep Garoppolo and Kittle in check on the offensive side for the 49ers. So it's going to be a great game. I am going to, I am going to actually watch that game. So I'm sure it's going to be a lot better than the Ravens and Rams uh, last night. But, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think uh, uh, Buffalo, um, Baltimore comes home with the win. That's a 40th slip there. Yeah, I, well, you're obviously thinking about the game Thursday. It's not no problem with that. Uh, but I'll just pick it up from there. I, I – I agree. I mean, I, I I love Jimmy G, man. But I, I I I say it every week. I really I do really like that guy. I mean, he could have been our starting quarterback, you know. But we 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 understand uh, what transpired there. And I mean, after Jimmy G got traded, I mean, the Patriots only have gone to three straight Super Bowls. So I mean, we can't exactly say the Patriots got the wrong end of that deal. Um, and neither are the 49ers because they're 10-1 and one and look like they're well on their way to getting the number one seed in the NFC, which, I mean, honestly would make a big difference to them um, to have that crowd and everything. So this game is just massively important for both sides because 
The Ravens are also, uh, like I said in the open, the Ravens are also looking for a number one seed because if they if the Patriots lose to Houston, which is honestly a very distinct possibility because we can't score, but we'll get to that later. Um, Baltimore wins this game. Baltimore is the number one seed in the NFC, AFC, folks, just like that. We flip-flop. Yeah, just just that simple. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are averaging 210 yards a game rushing. Did y'all, did y'all know that? Did, did, y'all, did y'all know that the Ravens are averaging 210 yards a game on the ground? I mean, I mean. No, that's, that's awesome. But I did not know that. That, that. That's unbelievable to me. Like, 210 yards rushing. That the, the 49ers are number two on the list at 160-something, which is unbelievable. And Baltimore and San Francisco are the top two points-per-game offenses in the league. Um, I think the 49ers are averaging – the Ravens are averaging 33, and I think the 49ers are averaging 30 points a game. And they don't look like they would score that amount of points. So, but that being said, I'd probably go under the total because both of these defenses are pretty good. Um, but I just want to give the 49ers a good luck. Good luck trying to stop, trying to stop this guy because the Patriots tried, failed miserably. The Rams didn't even bother showing up. Neither did the Houston Texans. And Seattle tried for a couple quarters, did a good job, and then Lamar did what Lamar does. So, I, I mean, at this point, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. I got to give it up to the guy. I mean, he, I mean, come on, he had 160 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, that's just that. I mean, that's that's amazing. So. I think Baltimore in a close game. Uncle Trevor, what do you think? Well, Quinn, you just said the key phrase as to why Baltimore's winning is the rushing. It's not Lamar Jackson beating them with the pass. It's Baltimore running that spread option or read option, and Lamar Jackson with the threat of running the ball. So they got to worry about him keeping the ball. And then Ingram went up the middle and opened the line, blowing up and open big holes. Then once they get worried about trying to press the run, then they got easy passes to wide open receivers. You beat Baltimore by stopping the run. You don't let them you – got, you got to win the line of scrimmage. You cannot let them run up the middle. You make Baltimore pass. I like Lamar Jackson as a person. He's probably a nice guy. If, they, if Baltimore has to win the game – well, come from behind with him passing the ball, they're going to lose. He is not that much better than last year. But right now they're playing from a, being ahead. And really, they're, they're, they're running the ball. Like I said, Ingram and Jackson, whoever they're getting the ball, over the line is dominating opponents. The Rams had a good deal with the line, and Baltimore humiliated them last night. It was a, it was a disgrace. Rams defense line was destroyed. And that's where the game was won. The media will focus on the, the, the star position players and give them all the credit. But if you watch the game, that's where the game was won and lost. On both sides of the ball, 
that line of scrimmage. And then Bowling was good on both sides of the ball on the line. But so are the 49ers. That's how the 49ers have been winning this year, by the exact same formula. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is a, a really a great game to watch. I'd I like to see who who out-physicals the other team. Because both of them have quarterbacks that I really don't think are great passers. Neither one of them are really going to take a team from behind and pass them and, and win the game. I, I just can't see it happening. They, they get in front quickly by using great defense and great running. So I wouldn't have to say Baltimore because they're at home. I think that's the only reason I would, I would say Baltimore. The 49ers and Baltimore are both winning with the exact same style of play. This would be a great yeah. game to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game to watch. I mean, I, I, I mean, as, I, I, yeah, as, I can't wait to watch this. As game. a, as a, as a sometimes Steelers fan, I guess when the mood hits, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see Baltimore go oh down. I want to see Crystal come in there and stomp on him. I want to see oh. Lamar Jackson oh. sack seven times. Oh. I want to see him in tears. Oh, oh this is great. Now, now we're getting the full motive here. I mean, we, we had some great analysis, and now we're, now we're getting the full motives here. There we go. Yes, I'm a biased uh, commentator. I want Baltimore yeah, to go down. I, I don't blame well, you. No, I like the part where you're like a sometimes Steeler fan. What did I tell you, Glenn? What did I tell you? I'm a fair-weather Steeler fan. Oh. Oh man, I, I I cannot wait to hear. Uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to ask you about the Browns, the Browns in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, that's gonna be. But I mean, just just get ready to laugh a lot listening. Just listening to that because I, I'm gonna be laughing so hard. It's gonna be so funny. Oh my goodness. Oh, but I, I can't wait to watch Baltimore in San Francisco. Just an unbelievable football game. Uh, and it's going to be close. It'll come down to the final seconds. And Uncle Trevor's right. I mean, they are really the same team, except uh, – well, well, I, I'm sure I'm going to ask you this. Who, who, I'm going to ask Mom this, too. Who, who do you all think is the better coach between Kyle Shanahan and John Harbaugh? And it might not be as easy as you, as that question sounds. I think Who's on offense – I think on offense is Shanahan – I think on defense and special teams, it's Harbaugh. Hmm. What do you think, Harbaugh, Trevor? Well, you can't really answer that. Harbaugh coached longer than Shanahan. So this is Shanahan's uh, yeah, first job at that coach. Yeah. So it's yeah, hard to true. really have to wait. Yeah, yeah but he's had really some input yet. to other teams, though. He's had input. Yeah, but he like, wasn't like, head coach. Harbaugh was head coach. With, uh, with Atlanta, he, you know, how he was – he had his stamp on Atlanta's offense and how well they did until they didn't. Um, but, 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 yeah, Harbaugh, like I said, yeah, Harbaugh's been head coach for, what, uh, 11, 12 years? Uh, so, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he's, he's been, been there, there since 2008. Yeah. Yeah, he's been there yeah, since I, I 2008. Yeah, yeah that's I can't wait to watch this game. Gosh, this game's going to be great. I can't wait to watch this game. All right, next game. 
on the list we got we've been through case uh we'll go we'll go to KC. That's a four o'clock game. Kansas City, um Kansas City and Oakland. Um I probably like like you to want to see the Raiders in the playoffs. I, I, I do I actually do want to see the Raiders in the playoffs. It it'll be a really cool send off for Oakland, but I tell you what, they're gonna have to get a big win in Kansas City. Um I'm just I, I heard Sunday in Kansas City, it's going to be cold. And uh, Derek Carr, just like me, does not do very well in the cold. Um, and for that reason, I, I don't really need to say anything else. We already know Kansas City can't stop anybody. We know the Raiders can't stop anybody. We know the Raiders, if, they, if, if the Raiders are smart, they're going to turn around, hand the ball to Josh Jacobs about 30 times, throw him about, or maybe about 20 times on the ground, throw him about 10 10 or 12 passes out the backfield and just make it a Josh Jacobs show um, because Kansas City doesn't stop opposing run games. Uh, uh, and truth be told, that would be the best way for them to do it because Derek Carr, um, apparently I heard Derek Carr games under 40 degrees. It, 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 ain't, it ain't real good, but let's just put it that way. It doesn't really work out for him. Uh, in temperatures under 40 degrees. Patrick Mahomes is finding his stride. I finally get to put this guy back in my fantasy lineup for the rest of the year and just keep him there and have him do uh, do what he's going to do. Travis Kelsey, same thing. Uh, I don't expect uh, any defense to stop anybody. The Raiders can't stop anybody. The Chiefs, are, the Chiefs got worse than they did last year. So, if anything... Uh, go over the total and just sit back and, and watch. Uh, I'll take Kansas City at home uh, this Sunday afternoon. Then they're the four o'clock game, so I'll take uh, Kansas City to win that ball game. Uncle Trevor, what do you think? Uh, I'm not sure. Normally, when it's cold, it's really hard to pass for both sides. So I mean, I guess Mahomes might have a little bit of trouble too if it's really that cold. Passing the ball, not that easy. Passing or catching in, in very cold weather. But, you know, Oakland, I mean, Oakland is like Dallas. That, that loss to the Jets is going to come back to haunt them, most likely, from getting into the playoffs. That's a game they should have won. And I, I don't know what happened. Kansas City, I mean, they've been, they haven't been looking as great this year. They did, they did take a step back. I think um they got injuries. I mean I I can easily see Oakland winning this game. I remember the first time they played Kansas City kind of ran all passed all over them. I don't see that happening again. But Kansas City is at home, so it might be a close game. But in the end, Kansas City probably should win, maybe by maybe by a touchdown. Oakland will play better than they did last week. Oakland might have been looking ahead to Kansas City. Who knows? But, um, well, this would be I, a, I, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that actually at all. I, but, but, what do you what do you think? I mean, we, do you think Oakland just played really bad last week, or were they looking forward, looking ahead to Kansas City? What, what, what are your thoughts on this game here? Well, I don't know if you remember, there was a time when I refused to pick Oakland again, and games like the Jets is the reason why I refused to pick Oakland again. I mean, they, I, I don't know what happened to them. 
they play well, and then they end up winning games you don't think they're going to win, and then they end up losing games they should actually win. I mean, when Trev said that they remind him of Dallas, it, they remind me of Dallas not just because they both lost to the Jets, even though, excuse me, Dallas lost in a closer game to the Jets than Oakland did, but not knowing which team was going to show up. That's how Oakland reminds me of Dallas. Um, all that said, though, I believe that Kansas City will maintain that home field advantage. I don't believe that Oakland is going to – I mean, they're not going to be awful, but I don't think they're going to be that good either. So, for me, I think Mahomes is back after – was his second week back, Quinn, from, from being injured? Um, he's catching his stride yeah, again, trying so. to get back to where – Yeah, I think so. Third, yeah, trying third, to get back to where he third, was. Third, okay. So I think I believe that uh, Kansas City is getting back to where they were before Mahomes was hurt, and I, I think that home field advantage uh, with the crowd and everything, I think it's just going to be too much for Oakland because they they just don't know what their identity is. Uh, Derek Carr, he's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You don't know what you're going to get. The only thing consistent seems to be. Jacobs as a running back, and I wish I had drafted him in my fantasy team because he's been doing a great job for them keeping yeah, open you're not the only one. games. You're, you're not the yeah. only one. Yeah. So, I, but all that, I do believe that Kansas City will pull it out this week. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Normally at this time we've had a trivia Thursday, but it's not Thursday. Uh, but we, I will tell you that um, I also got other stuff in the works, too. Uh, I'll take a moment to plug, shamelessly promote myself here, Bob, and Uncle Trevor. I don't know if you'll mind that. But uh, starting up an automotive page here. Uh, it's called QMAC on Wheels. Um, so in the works, it's in the infancy stages. Uh, took some photos today, went, went to dealerships uh, around the area just saw some really cool cars took some photos pretty pretty cool stuff um so you know hopefully once this job hits for me uh well he, the guy said midweek well i guess tomorrow tomorrow will be midweek so hopefully tomorrow yes so send, send me send me the good news but i i tell you it's you know i'm starting to get a tad bit more nervous because it's not <laughs> hasn't um hasn't come yet. The good news I'm looking for hasn't come just yet. So I'm a little nervous about that. But yeah, QMAC on wheels on Instagram. I also starting up a Patreon page. Uh that that's also in the infancy stages. So, you know, just be on the lookout for that. Also just like, subscribe and uh, follow up on the show because these games are starting to matter. And since these games are starting to matter, the content's getting really better. And uh, we're going to be talking about games from here on out because from week 13 on, I mean, these games are starting to really matter for playoff seeding and playoff teams in general. So we're going to be talking about games that matter, not not games that, you know, are cool to talk about just because they're cool to talk about. No, we're – really honing in on the teams that really have a shot here uh, to make some noise in the playoffs. So keep tuning in. I appreciate everybody who's listening and supporting the show. 
Um, it does mean a lot to me, and we're just going to make sure, especially with some more funds coming in, that we get you some uh, more consistent audio and better equipment and uh, take take this thing to the next level. So uh, we all really appreciate the support. And uh, keep listening. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. And, uh, yeah, we're just trying to make this show the best uh, sports opinion, I suppose like you could call it show that you can listen to so uh it's different from others because we're all family here we all like each other we get after each other but um it's good stuff and like i said earlier i'm very thankful um to my two co-hosts every each and every week coming on the show and taking time out of their lives to help me with my dream it's very important uh that i get that out there all right here we go where, where are we at? So we did, so we're back. Game preview segment on the Always 100 podcast. We've already done Baltimore, San Francisco. We've done Oakland, Kansas City. We've done Tennessee, Indianapolis. And we did the two Thanksgiving games. We did New Orleans, Atlanta, and Dallas and Buffalo. We've got three more games to go to, and then we got some picks. So let's go to Pittsburgh, and Bob, get ready, get ready to laugh a lot. Uncle Trevor, it's your turn. <laughs> Cleveland, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Steel City, national television, who you, or actually, I actually, I think one of my friends said it, uh, said it got moved. I'm, I'm going to see that, but Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Uncle Trevor, you go. Well, I mean, it might not be that funny. I mean, Pittsburgh starting, I guess their third string quarterback with Duck, Duck Dynasty or whatever. I still don't know his name. Devlin Rogers, that's his name. I don't even know his name. Who knows? Dynasty. I, I don't no, know they call him Duck. They 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 call him Duck um Hodges or something like that. Yeah, yeah his big name is Duck. Hodges, yeah. yeah. Devlin Hodges, yeah. Devlin Rogers, who cares? Something matters. <laughs> He's undrafted. You don't care. Okay. Uh oh. I, th- I think they didn't start oh, here and sending him out there for the slaughter. That's what Tom is doing. Oh. You bad guys, guys, guys. You got to pick. You get slaughtered. So I don't know. Actually, Cleveland doesn't have Garrett, so that's, that's, it is going to hurt them. Pittsburgh still that the defense is still playing well, but I mean, I guess Connor, he's probably still hurt. Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm not sure he's going to play this week. I mean, the offense is really struggling. Cleveland's offense seems to, they seem to be getting confident now. I think Beckham and Mayfield and Landry, they're getting confident. They won, they won three in a row, and they're, they're getting confident and arrogant again. So, again, on paper, it's like Cleveland should win this game. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's defense is sort of like pit defense. That's funny. The city got two defenses that are really overpowering and two pathetic, laughable offenses. So, I mean, is this? Well, I, I can't be mad at that. Yeah, I can't be mad at that, Quinn. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, Pitch, the Steelers' defense is carrying the team. And, I mean, they have a 65 record, and they really shouldn't. So, um, I mean, right now I don't even know. It's hard to pick this game because of that fight. And what happened, Cleveland knocked me out some of Pittsburgh's players. 
So it's really unpredictable that what's going to happen on Sunday. I, I really don't have any idea. I, I don't think I think I think the officials are going to be calling a lot of penalties in this game. I think I'm sure they, they are told to go in there and call a lot of stuff right away. So it's a very unpredictable game. I don't know much about this, this new quarterback. I don't know. I mean, the, clear, the Pittsburgh defense should be able. They're going to be pumped up. I just don't think they have enough offense to win this game. So I thought I ought to go with Cleveland, unfortunately. The, the mistake by the lake. <laughs> go, go ahead, Mom. Pick it up from there. Well, yeah, Cleveland's offense is very cocky. I mean, just look at, you know, who they have. Uh, those three players, you know, Beckham, Landry, and Mayfield, that's kind of who they are. But I do like what Nick Chubb adds to that offense. He's making it so with his – he's been doing some really good things rushing. He's making it so uh, Beckham and Landry have – the ability to, you know, catch these balls from Mayfield because they're setting up the, the pass by, you know, doing all that running. So, uh, Cleveland is not going to make the playoffs. They're going to make a good run for it, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And I, and I do think that Pittsburgh um, will lose this game, uh, much to, I'm sure, Trev's chagrin, but they're they're gonna. This will be the last game that Cleveland's gonna probably win because I think they they want to prove that they can win without having Miles Garrett out there. I think they're gonna be really pumped up. Pittsburgh, even though Trevi says they're off, their defense is doing well. I don't know if they're doing that well um, in order to you know lift up the offense enough to win against Cleveland because Cleveland does have a lot of offensive firepower. So. All in all, I do believe that um, Cleveland's going to end up winning this game despite, you know, the fact that it would be nice if Pittsburgh did win. But, I mean, it would be a nice story for them to win without Roethlisberger because I'm not a real fan of Roethlisberger, so I want to see them do it without him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Cleveland's going to win. Uh, make it a clean sweep here. Uh, I don't have very much to say. Uh, all I know is expect a couple fights. Uh, hopefully nobody gets hit in the helmet again uh, because, you know, Browns fans were trying to recreate the Mason Rudolph getting hit get, getting hit in the helmet fight. I don't know if you saw that viral video. They had a Mason Rudolph pinata outside of uh, for First Energy Stadium in Cleveland trying to um, you know, they were trying to smack around a Mason Rudolph pinata, and the girl, the, the the girl that was blindfolded, swinging that helmet all over the place. I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So, Cleveland, you know, Cleveland gets a couple good things happening to them. They forget how to act. Um, so, you know, but then again, Bob, I would say act like you've been there before, like some old head. But you know what? Cleveland hasn't been there before, so I guess I can't be too mad at them. Um, look, you're, you guys are right. You guys pretty much said everything. I'm not really sure who on Pittsburgh is going to be eligible to play, and by eligible, I mean active. I, I, I don't, is Juju playing? Is James Conner playing? 
is is um is Johnson playing? I mean, do we have any rece- does, does the guy have any receivers? Does he have anything, any, anything at all? Because if he doesn't, well, Cleveland's going to win by a landslide. I mean, you know, I I, I got Cleveland because I, I just don't know. I don't know anything about the quarterback. I, I, all I know is his nickname is Duck, and he wears number six. That's all I got for you. <laughs> I, I don't know the guy. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the game against San Diego. I, I, I didn't watch that game. All I know is he won October 13th on the National League televised game. That's all I know about the guy. Um, but you know what's crazy, no though, on the... Tomlin was saying today, he's like, yeah, you know, Rudolph can potentially win the job back. Like, okay, so that what? goes to Trev's point. What? Yeah, that goes to Trev's point that he's just in there for the slaughter. <laughs> you know, because it sounds like Tomlin, you know, may put Rudolph back in there. Some, but Rudolph here. just made somebody it really hard Mason to put himself Rudolph, back in there. No, no. So somebody get, give Mason Rudolph a hug. Tell him to get his head back together. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see you next year, buddy. Well, no, no, no. Let's see what this this, this duck Devlin Hodges kid has got. I, I don't know. I don't know because Mason Rudolph. Like if Mason Rudolph was a quarterback, I I I walk and load Cleveland. Um. By the way, folks, the game is at one o'clock, not four o'clock, which is kind of sad. I would really wish this game was in a prime time slot like late afternoon slate, but so they flexed that game out to a one o'clock game. So the, the Steelers Browns game is now one o'clock this Sunday, but uh, bottom line, I got, I got Cleveland winning the game. I don't even care about the points. Cleveland's better. This duck Hodges guy. Good luck to you because even without miles Garrett, they, I, I would Trevor maybe witnessing the slaughter Sunday uh, in the steel city. All right, next game, we got two more to go. We'll go to Sunday night in Texas, deep in the heart of, deep in the heart of, that's where Tom Brady and my favorite team descends to play Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, Um, a game that's massively important, once again, folks, for the New England Patriots because, like I said, during the breakdown of Buffalo and Dallas, yeah, Buffalo's 8-3, and The Patriots are ten and one, but let's be honest, it's not like Buffalo can't win the, the AFC East still. The Patriots have not done a good job of scoring touchdowns. They they've the Cowboys should have won that game. We 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 gave Dallas every chance in the book to win. We gave Philadelphia when you score seventeen points on the road. And it ain't a lot of times that you're going to win that game, you know. So, you know, the, the defense is what it is. I'm not going to talk about the defense. We understand We understand already. They're really good. Stephon Gilmore's the best corner of the league as far as I'm concerned. He shut down Amari, but then again, we only target the guy two times. I mean, it ain't, it ain't really hard to get out, of, uh, get out of rhythm. That's on play calling and coaching. Uh, but we won't, we won't bash on the Cowboys anymore. We'll just talk about my team, and my team really, I just don't see it. I don't see it. You're going to have to score more than 13 points to beat Kansas City, to beat Baltimore especially, and you're probably going to need more than 13 points to beat Houston, quite frankly. Um, I don't know who who our receivers are. 
I don't know who's going to be playing. I don't know who's not going to be playing. I don't know if Sonny Michelle decided to show up just because it was Dallas. I don't know. I mean, it was there. I mean, there's an APB still out for Sonny Michelle. I mean, Rex Burkhead. I mean, he didn't really do much of anything. James White zero targets. Any zero targets. Point nine fantasy points last week. I don't know what the hell I'm going to get for the Patriots offense. But I do know the defense is fantastic. They're going to get after Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, I love you, Deshaun. I just don't love you Sunday night um, in a low-scoring game because that's the only way the Patriots are going to win these games. Um, and now, before I say, you know, I'm obviously picking the Patriots, but, you know, a couple day or two ago, Max Kellerman, they not Max Kellerman get, get, getting back on the cliff again, Mo. He he he, went, he he didn't call the he didn't call the man a bum this time. At least he didn't call at least he didn't call the man a bum. But um, one of the funniest things I've heard. Yeah, he, he's saying the guy's no longer elite. He's over the hill. He's washed up. I mean, hell, if you don't give him a running game, no receivers, and a bad offensive line, hell, you you be over the hill too. Nah, it's, it's just bottom line. I I can't I. I I gotta call call it like I see it. Tom is no, not a top. What? Well, he to me he was the best quarterback in the league last year. Uh, so from a top one or two quarterback, I mean the guy's probably top twelve. You could put probably top ten because I mean let's let's not be ridiculous. I mean the guy you, you're not gonna take a whole maybe not more than ten nine or ten players ahead of Tom Brady as far as quarterbacks are concerned. But as long as Tom does what he needs to do, um, you know, we'll, we'll win a low-scoring game. I'll pick the Patriots. I think we're favored by three right now. I think the spread is three. Uh, so, you know, that we'll, we'll, we'll win by field goal. I'm, I'm not feeling real confident at all um, about this game, but um, – if our defense keeps playing the way we're, we're playing, I'll, I'll pick the Patriots um, and lay the points. Uncle Trevor, what do you think? I mean, normally looking at this game, you would say you know, Houston should win. I want to keep it quick, though. New England's got the better coach, got the better defense. And I, I just don't think. Deshaun Watson is probably a better quarterback at this point than Brady. But Brady doesn't really turn the ball over, and that's key. As long as he doesn't turn the ball turn the ball over and let the, let the defense go to work for them, they got a pretty good shot of winning. I think Houston will turn the ball over. And that's probably going to be the difference in this game. I would love to see Houston win. I just don't think much of their coaching or their defense. And yeah, I, I didn't think New England was going to pull it out. Unfortunately, I don't want to see New England lose. But I, I just don't see it. Not this week. Not against Houston. All right, Mom. Uh, close us out on this game. What do you think? Yeah, I, I actually believe it's not going to be that close of a game. I think New England is going to win handily. Uh, their defense is going to get after Deshaun Watson. And it's going to be, I think, pretty ugly. I think there are going to be several turnovers 
that the Texans are going to uh, to have. Uh, I don't know if Watson's going to be doing it all himself, but uh, New England, their defense is going to be opportunistic against the Titan, uh, the Texans. And as far as the coaching is concerned, yeah, Bill O'Brien coached under Belichick, but I don't think he, you know, learned with so many different <laughs> things from him. So I, I definitely don't think it's going to be the disciple, you know, outwitting the the, the master coach. So uh, I think it's just going to be pretty much New England's going to come in there, take control, and they're going to win the game, unfortunately. Um, not real happy about that possibility, but I don't really see Houston being able to dominate New England. Uh, and I think uh, Trev, uh, Trev Quinn – I believe that New England is going to do better on offense than you give them credit for this week. I think that Brady came and, and found a couple of new guys, like Myers and uh, Harry, for his receivers. I think yeah, that that's going to be a, a, good, a good thing for him. So, yeah, all yeah, that said, I think New England's going to pull it out. They have one catch. Nikhil Harry had one catch. It was a very important catch because, let's be honest, it wasn't won us the game. Let's be honest here. I mean, it is a very important catch that he made, um, but he he won us the game with that touchdown catch, and it was it was actually a very very impressive catch. It was not easy. It was a back shoulder fade, and it's the most indefensible move in football. Truthfully, when you do it right. Because, unfortunately, the defensive back can be right next to him, as Byron Jones normally is with most people. But, you know, the man can't contort his body around quick enough to get to the ball. And to kill Harry pirouetted and made an unbelievable catch. Um, I just don't see it. Um, I, I really, really don't. I mean, we're, when you have to we're, we're rely on Mohamed Sanu and Philip Dorsett, get the job done, you know you, you know you're in a bit of a bind here offensively and I just I just don't think the Patriots are gonna score very many points. I we'd be lucky if we get to twenty. We could probably hold Houston to fourteen thir- 13, 14. So I mean so probably somewhere along the lines of seventeen, thirteen, twenty twenty one, thirteen, something like that. We'll, We'll we'll cover the spread, but I just don't I just don't see it. And against Baltimore, I'm sorry, you just gonna have to score more than 13 points. Against Kansas City, you're gonna have to score more than 13 points. You're just gonna have to. And I just don't know where exactly we're gonna do that because Tom can only Tom can only conjure it up. You know, like I said, Tom can only conjure it up once or twice this year. I mean, he's he's older now. Like he he's not he can't. He's not going to, you know, snap his hands and come back from massive point deficits anymore. That's not that's not what he does. Um, he, he's capable of doing it, but uh, our defense has done a great job making sure uh, that we're not in that situation. And you got to give Bill Belichick all the credit in the world. The defense really is as advertised every week. Um, and it's nice to see, even though we gave up one or two very big plays there. Um, but uh, let's let's get our last game in here, and uh, I'll I'll be 
Well, Marv, you want to start in Seattle, Minnesota? Well, we'll come back to you. Give me a chance to catch my breath here. We'll come back to you. Uh, it'll be okay. Seattle and uh, Minnesota. And I, Yeah, go ahead. Seattle, Minnesota. Uh, obviously a big game for both teams uh, since, you know, it's going to help excuse me, help determine the seeding uh, in the NFC. Uh, Kirk Cousins needs to have a pretty good uh, performance because most people, uh, me included, don't think that he's able to carry a team to a success, through a successful playoff run. So he has to start now by beating uh, world champion and current probably leader for MVP, or at least in the number two in the voting, Russell Wilson and the, and the Seahawks. Uh, Seattle, though, they need to really show that they can put a cohesive game together because there's certain games, they, they look pretty much like trash, but they've actually found a way to win. You know, ask uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, because Tampa Bay should have won that game, but Seattle figured out how to pull it out at the end. So um, it's going to be a good game. I don't know if it's going to be a great game. Um, I am interested to see how Seattle takes care of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, I believe that they can, the defense can take care of the receivers, uh, and I think they'll get some pressure on Wilson. Uh, I'm sorry, get pressure on Cousins. Um, but I think Wilson is going to end up um, outshining Kirk Cousins, and I think he's going to take Seattle to an ultimate win for the day. All right, I'll Trevor, pick it up from there. Seattle hosting the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football this week. Oh, so Seattle's at home. I definitely Seattle, probably would. Seattle's at home, yeah. Seattle's, I, I would definitely have to yeah. give them a slight edge just based on the home field. Although they have struggled at home earlier this year, I would I would definitely probably about seven-point swig there with them being on the home field in prime time. But um, you know, Seattle, they don't blow, they don't blow anybody out. Every game is a fight for them. I, I guess I, I, I still, I still question how good they really are. But I think their eight and two record might be a symptom of how mediocre a lot of the NFL is. Because they're they're not a really a powerful a powerhouse when I look at them. But they're eight and two, and um, you know they. <laughs> One game when San Francisco slips up, Seattle will be in first place. So, I um, I think I think the home crowd will have Seattle fired up, and I think they will get pressure on Cousins. And I, I think they're going to come away with a win. But like I said, Seattle, every game with them is a fight. And it's definitely whatever happens is going to be a close game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, real quick for me, I mean. Cousins Cousins played a really good game in this last primetime game at Dallas, um, a, a game that he really wanted and showed up in. I mean, last year, I mean, Cousins really did not play very well. I mean, Seattle beat them on a Monday night last year in the same same building. It was like a lower-scoring game. Cousins did not play as well as he would have liked to play. 
um, in that particular matchup. Uh, I just, I mean, well, Lamar is probably the MVP because because if he keeps throwing five touchdowns and doing all this all this stuff, I mean, you got to at some point just give it up. Believe me, I I've been a Russell Wilson guy for MVP myself um, in the off-air conversations I've had with people, but. You know, it's like the Drew Brees thing. It's almost like a lifetime achievement award. But you know, they these guys are not going to give Russell the MVP, especially if Lamar keeps doing what he's doing. But look, you know, uh, this potentially you you might have to watch watch this game too because if you win, I mean your, I mean your team is going to have to face one of these two teams in the playoffs. I'm um, in the wild on wild card weekend, and you know you already beat Seattle. Um, you already beat Seattle last year, and it was a very close game. Um, but I'm not sure if you want to face Russell Wilson for the second straight year in the playoffs at Jerry World um, and on Wild Card Weekend. I don't think you really want to take those chances. So, really, if I was you, I'd probably be rooting for Minnesota in this particular matchup. Well, yeah, I think right now, seating wise, I believe that we would play Seattle again if if the playoffs started today. I believe yeah, you would yep. play Seattle. Yes, you would. You would. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's really important to see uh, this game. I, I, yeah, I think it'll be a lower scoring game because both teams have really good defenses. So, uh, another game I'm excited to watch. So that uh, ends the game preview segment for this week. Uh, we'll quickly run through the picks. I mean, we got four minutes to go. And I think we can get through these picks um, different than Thursday. I'm used to saying the point spreads, but uh, it's too early in the week to write point spreads out. So um, we'll go start pick them. I won last week. Yay. I won my Woo-hoo! first week in like forever. Like I, I, I came close this last month or two um, a couple times, but I finally got a win. Uh, feels pretty good. Hopefully make it two in a row. Okay, let's go. Thursday, three games on the slate. Mom, Chicago, Detroit, who do you got? Oh, gosh. Um, Detroit. Uncle Trevor. Uh, Chicago. Yeah, I think Chicago, too, only because Jeff Jeff Driscoll's still going to be the quarterback, I think. I don't think Stafford's playing. Um, so I'll pick Chicago. Buffalo with Dallas. Mom knows. Mom already knows who she's picking. She's picking the Cowboys. Uncle Trevor, who do you have? Buffalo. You said Buffalo? Yeah, I mean. Yes, he did. Yeah, you said Buffalo. Because it's 0-4. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'll I'll go in a close game. I'll go with Dallas in a close game. Um, I'm not sure if Josh Allen's ever been on the stage like this. Dak Prescott has many times and has normally done very well in that stage. Uh, So since uh, that's the case, I'll pick the Dallas Cowboys to get it done. New Orleans and Atlanta, I will take the Saints. The Saints, big, actually, Thursday night. Uh, Uncle Trevor, who do you have? New Orleans. Mom? The Saints, but not by much. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry already. We have to pick this game. 
The Jets are at Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry we have to pick this game. Yeah, it's must-see TV. Like, just like politics, it's must-see TV if you want to watch a train wreck. Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets uh, Sunday. Mom, who do you have? Uh, I think the Jets. Uh, Mom, uh, sorry, whichever. Andy Dalton is back. He's saying he's going to say, I'm back, and the Jets are going down. Yeah, that that that's not really a good thing. No. I, I wouldn't be so no. I, I wouldn't be so happy about that. That's not happening. Um, Tennessee the and the Colts. Uh, uh, you got the Bungles. All right, you yeah. got the Bungles. Uh, me and Bob have the Jets. I'll take Indianapolis against the Tennessee Titans. Mom, who do you have? Titans. Uncle Trevor. Indianapolis. The Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Miami Dolphins, um, the Eagles, by a lot. Um, hey, look, look, Bob, the Eagles lose this game. Truth be told, the Eagles lose this game. Hell, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. Um, so you, you probably should be rooting for Miami, but I wouldn't pick them. I'll take the Eagles. Um, Uncle Trevor, Where are they playing? In South Florida, Miami. Basically, it's the Eagles' home game. All it is is the Eagles' home game. It doesn't really matter where they're playing. So yeah, but the Eagles don't <laughs> play well really at home. Yeah, so Eagles get, what, Eagles what get saying, booed at home. They do Miami. get booed at home. So the yeah, <laughs> so they, they they won't they won't react well to getting cheered. They used to getting booed. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your pick? Miami. Wow. Wow. Oh, I would love to, to say Miami with confidence. But I'm like, could it could that be the upset of the week? That'd would be it the be upset an upset of the, of the year. Week? Stop. Bob, that'd be the upset of the year. Just stop it. Like Oh, I would love Eagles, it. Is, is Wentz gonna play? I, I would love it too. Uh, is Wentz gonna play with his six. finger? Yeah, I I think he's gonna play. The X-rays came back negative, but uh, I don't know. Carson Wentz is it's about that time for him, if you understand what I mean. So I'm gonna pick Philly and root for Miami. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Green Bay and the Giants. I mean, guys, are we are we? Do we even have to talk about this game? We're all picking Green Bay, right? I mean. Yeah, right. I think we're. I'll safely assume we're all picking Green Bay in this game. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, then the next game, uh, we're all picking Carolina uh, against the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think I could safely assume that one too, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah, he can yeah. take some more selfies while he's getting sacked. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you, was you, not really a fan. Hate, <laughs> you really don't like the way Haskins. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. I loved it. I, I want to see that. That's, that's something I want to see. I want to see somebody take a selfie while they got a, a defender on top of them sacking them. That's something different. <laughs> you, should, you should do that. <laughs> You're not supposed to have the phone appealed, Trev. Hello. Oh. oh <laughs> that would be funny, oh, though. I just, I just saw, ho, ho, ho. Guys, I just saw this a little news. The Lions, Jeff Driscoll, he's got a hamstring problem. They're uncertain that he he might not play Thursday. He might not play. 
So all right, some, some change my pick to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he might he might not play. He's uncertain. So well, uh, he, he, he was a, he was running and doing a lot. So if he can't run, he's got a hamstring. Yeah, he's got a know, hamstring. Pull yeah. or whatever string. Yeah, I'm, just give me Chicago. Give me Chicago. Okay. So you change to Chicago. Let's go to the next game, Tampa Bay and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game stinks. The line probably stinks. The team stink, and um, the Jaguars stink less. So give me, give me the Jaguars. Um, I'll go to the Pride have. of Florida. I'll go to who do you have? Uh, this is a tough game. I, I mean, I haven't seen Nick Foles since he came back. And I guess Jacksonville kind of quit last week. Yeah, they didn't look uh, good. Jameis Winston, he, he's just a, a turnover machine. Uh, how about Jacksonville 9, Tennessee 8? See, see, why you got to start? Why you got to start? <laughs> <laughs> right, Bob, Bob can, we, can we also say you said Tennessee instead of Tampa Bay? So we could always. Well, see. I knew who he meant. So, yeah, I, I oh, did yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't mean, yeah. I mean to insult Tennessee. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for that. That is an insult. Wow. That that really is an insult. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you'll pick the Jaguars. Mom, who do you have? I mean, I want to see Tampa Bay win, but you just don't know, again, which one's going to show up. I mean, they're fighting for Florida because, look, all three of those Florida teams are just suck this year. But I'm going to, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I'm going to pick Jacksonville. All right. A a game that actually matters for everyone that we won't make jokes on. Jimmy G and the 49ers traveling east to face Axon Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Mom, who do you have have in this game here? I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. The Ravens lock. Only because they're at home with Baltimore. Yeah, make it a clean sweep. Only because I don't trust the quarterback on the road. Yeah, make it a clean sweep. Baltimore's at home. They're going to hit Garoppolo. Who knows what he's going to do when he gets hit? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I like. Uh, I'll, I'll take. Uh, I'll take Baltimore in this game. Um, I'll also take Arizona at home against the Rams because they lost forty-five to six. That's why they lost forty-five to six. And this is a team in the Super Bowl, and they lost forty-five to six on national television. Kyler Murray and the and the Cardinals, please, Uncle Trevor. Who do you have? Uh, wow. I'll pick the Rams. Yeah. Okay. Mom? The Rams are at home? No, Cardinals. Cardinals. Um, Cardinals? Okay, I'll pick the uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals? Uh, uh, yes. The game that also doesn't matter, the Chargers are facing the Denver Broncos. Well... <laughs> Bob, do you know who's going to win this game? Because I sure don't. Mm-mm-mm. No. Um, who's at home? Yeah, that's bad. That That's bad. The Broncos are at home. 
I, and I think of a snowstorm. So I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm going to reserve my right to change, but right now I'm going to pick the Broncos at home. Also, Trevor, who do you have? Uh, I pick Denver. I'm sorry, no, no. I'm sorry. Whoa. Yeah, Denver's at home. Denver's at home. I pick the Chargers. I'm sorry. Oh, you pick the L.A. Chargers. Chargers. I, I'm just, I'm looking right here. I'm looking right here. Come, come Sunday. Sunday, sunny 37. So I don't think there's going to be snow um, right now. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's going to be any chance of snow on Sunday. It's supposed to be sunny. Um I just don't like. I just don't like the court. I don't like this matchup, man. I, I, I get. I guess I'll pick the Chargers, but I. I don't. Your your guess is anyone's guess, as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Uncle Trevor, who do you have? Eh, I got Cleveland. I can't. I can't believe uh, I said I, that. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn off. I, I I, I got Cleveland too. That that hurts. Yeah. Oh, I got Cleveland too, Bob. Who do you have? Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Sunday night, deep in the heart of Texas, the Patriots get it done again. Go to eleven and one. I'll take. Uh, I'll take the Patriots, Mom. Who do you have? New England. Uncle Trevor, New England, and Monday night. Here we go. Monday night, the Vi- the Vikings are at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Uncle Trevor, who do you have in this game? Seattle. Bob. Kirk cannot do well two primetime games in a row, so I'm picking Seattle. And make that a clean sweep as well, oh, guys. We did it, and we went a little bit over, a little bit over the ninety minutes, but we did it. Thanksgiving shows in the books, guys. It's, it's official. We got through the show. Yay! Um, next week, back back to our regularly scheduled day on Thursday, uh, where we will have point spreads during the games. We'll actually get some of that stuff next week, Mom. Your your Cowboys are facing the fighting Mitch Trubisky's in Chicago Thursday night. My team will win Sunday. Yeah, four twenty five on CBS. Patrick Mahomes comes to town again, and I don't really like our chances if we can't really score. Also on the list, Buffalo hosting the Ravens. Um. The oh no, no, the Saints and the 49ers play next week. Whoa, that that could be for the number one seed right there. The Saints are hosting the San Francisco 49ers in the Superdome next Sunday at one o'clock. For now, um, also the Rams and the Seahawks play, uh, and mom, uh, the Eagles and the Giants play on Monday night, uh, December oh, 9th goodness. in Philadelphia. Um, Get the room for the Giants. Of, 
yeah, you are going to be up in the roof of the Giants. I know it's terrible, but um, you're going to have to. Also, uh, for, in a game that could have major impact in the wild card standings, the Titans and Oakland playing the Oco Coliseum uh, next Sunday at 425. So those are just some of the big games on the list for next week. But uh, we're going to sign off here so we can all uh, rest our vocal cords here. Um, from everyone at the Always 100 Podcast, Quinn, Trevor, and Mona want to wish you guys a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, eat up. Enjoy the football. Uh, get home. Get to your places safe. Don't drink and drive. Just enjoy your time with your friends and family. And we will all see you next Thursday night for week number 14 of the Always 100 Football Podcast. But until then, for Quinn, Mona, and Trevor, we're out of here, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Cowboys. Happy Thanksgiving.